Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. All right, so I just wanted to share that with you. Let's go to Psalms 91 this morning. And I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures to you while you're turning there. So we're continuing in our series on the secret place. I think it's great. I find it interesting that the Lord had me go to Psalms 91 before I knew about the coronavirus, you know. The first thing I saw about the coronavirus was uh, uh, pick memes people put on Facebook about uh, the corona beer. How many saw those? I couldn't go to work because I got the coronavirus. You know, in other words, they were drinking all night the night before and yeah, which was witty. <laughs> so there are still people that think it comes from that, by the way. I've heard that. So just so you know, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, so I just, the Lord's ahead of the game, amen? He knew what was going to happen in the financial world. He knew what was going to happen in the news media. He knew all of that stuff in advance. And he put us in a message called The Secret Place, which I'm thankful for. And so we, we, we are continuing to look at this. And in Psalms 91, what I want to do this morning uh, is um, have, uh, focus your mind on just the radical statements that David's making. And really think about this, okay? Um, because it's foreign to natural thinking, but it's not foreign to kingdom thinking. It's foreign to the world speaking, but it shouldn't be foreign to God's people's speaking, okay? And so I want you to think in terms of that as you're listening and allowing the Word to teach you this morning. So we've looked at this, and, I, and Psalms 91.1 is one of the main scriptures. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide, shall abide, amen, under the shadow of the Almighty. The Passion Translation says this, when you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. The Passion Translation says we are under the shadow of Shaddai, which, takes us, which is taken from the Hebrew root word, uh, with many expressive meanings. It can mean God of the mountain, God the destroyer of enemies, God the self-sufficient one, God the nurturer of babies, God the almighty. So I would say that puts us in a pretty good position if you're under his shadow, amen? And what does it mean to be under his shadow? Well, if, I, if my shadow is right here, right now, according to where the light's coming this way, I know I got more than one going on. And I'm sure the Lord does too. <laughs> when you got that many kids, you got to have one big shadow. In other words, shelter, if you were under my shadow, you can't be that far from me. Because my shadow only goes so far, Right? All right. So and that's what he's saying. He's saying those that are close to me, those that abide, what are they? They're under the shadow of and the Hebrew says this God, the destroyer of enemies. So when your enemy runs up on you to bring something to you that is contrary to what the father has declared over you, who does he see? He sees. See, God, the, the, the devil in it, you in and of yourself, just by yourself, you're not that scary to the devil but when you're in christ and you know it and when you're in the shadow of your father then the devil takes a second look and considers things a little bit differently amen 
And so when you're in that place and you understand and you have fellowship with him, you know what happens? Over the years, what happens is fear gets removed. The strongholds of fear in your mind get removed. You say, it does. I said, yeah, if you're doing it right. <laughs> if you're doing it right, it gets removed. What, what do you mean it gets removed? The, the, the word of God has this ability to demolish and construct. So there can be a reconstruction in your thinking which has a total effect through your physical and your emotional. There's a reconstruction that takes place. In other words, instead of thinking in terms of, oh no, what are we going to do? We think in terms of, I'm in the shadow of the Almighty. And that is not, and we'll see this here, that is not, sometimes people have this idea that faith is, oh, whatever is, is. Or, if you, or they think, if, if I'm not worrying, I just don't care about anything. That's not true. Now, that may be the world's version of what no worry is. But our version of no worry is, is no fear or worry functions in us and we resist the enemy that is in front of us or behind us wherever. In other words, we walk by faith, not by sight. But what are we doing? We're aware of what's going on. We just don't allow the worry to come in. But in the midst of that, it's not whatever will be, will be. It is what? It is I will declare, I will submit to God and resist the enemy and what? Receive the promise. You say, well, that sounds uh, difficult. Well, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but I'm not going to tell you that everybody does it. It's fighting the good of faith, right? It's not uh, flowery beds of, or flowery roses, beds, paths and beds of ease. Just all the time. I just never have a fight. I never, there are never any problems. Then you're not in the earth. <laughs> I don't know where you are. Now the problems don't have to be in you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will say, whatever will be, will be. <laughs> right? In other words, we're in a place that fosters faith and boldness. When we fellowship with the Father. Amen? So we looked at this and we talked about, uh, we actually, I'll just read down through the verses. We got through verse 4 last week and I want to finish up the chapter this week. But he says this, he says, I will say of the Lord, now watch these statements, watch these statements. You know, if you were in David's church, well, I'll just put it to you like this. If many people from today's church were in David's church, if he was pastoring, they would be severely offended by this chapter. Well, how can you say that? Apparently, if you get in the shadow and you fellowship long enough, some spiritual sass comes out of you. Come on, this is, this is uh, you know, people think that uh, the, our generation, the current generation and, and things that have gone on currently, they think trash talking came about recently. Uh-uh. David went to a battlefield with a big old giant on the other side of him and said, I'm taking your head off, boy. 
I'm going to feed you to the birds. And if the church does that today in many circles, spiritual pride, arrogance, how can you say that? And many Christians have been browbeat to the point with unbelief and fear that they're afraid to declare what the Lord said. Last time I checked, God wasn't checking with me on what he should say to his body. He wasn't. Well, you need to be reasonable. Well, let's read through these and see how many are reasonable. Now, am I saying I don't understand what's in front of me or I don't understand what's going on? Am I saying that you should go, you know, uh, have somebody with uh, a a disease uh, wipe their hands all over you and cough on you? Here, let me get that cough for you. (laughs) No, I'm not saying that. But I am saying this. You should be at peace on the inside no matter what's going on on the outside. And there's a declaration that comes in this Psalms 91. You know, people do. They put it on their license plate. Psalms 91. But don't believe it a bit. And they definitely won't say it. Or their implication is, if God wants to, he'll do this. That's kind of rude, don't you think? What if Mike said about me, you know, Sean, he says a lot of things, but you never know if he's going to do it. What do you know? I'm a liar. Right? Is that like a good testimony about the person? <laughs> you know, you just never know what they're going to do. But they're, they're a good person. No, there's some character flaws there. So you say, what are you saying? I'm saying this. That God is not the one dropping the ball ever. The enemy works, yes. But we have free will as well. Amen? And so you say, what's the cure then? What's the, what's the way out? Fellowship with the Lord. Dwell in that secret place. Live there. And out of that David says this, what does he say? He says in verse 2, I will say of the Lord. He's saying, I will, this is a decision of my will, I will declare this of the Lord. Why are you declaring this, David? Because I've been in the secret place. I've been dwelling under the shadow of the Almighty. And while I was there, I had an encounter with the God Almighty. And this is what came forth. Out of intimacy produced what? Certain words. What were those words? He is my refuge and my fortress. He is my God. In Him, what? I will trust. Watch this now. Verse 3. Surely, surely He shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler. How many have had issues in your life? You've had the fowler run snare traps. You should be going, while you're walking through, you should be going, surely he'll deliver me from the snare of the fowler. Surely he will. I'm coming out. 
I'm moving forward. I'm moving up. Why? Because it's not by my power. It's by the Spirit of the Lord. And this is who He is in my life. Surely He shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler. Watch this. And from the what? Perilous what? Pestilence. What is pestilence? (laughs) What is pestilence? Pestilence is disease, virus, sickness. It's perilous pestilence. But what is he? He's a deliverer from perilous pestilence. He's a deliverer from. He delivers us from it. You know, some people would say, you can't say that. Yep, we can. The Lord said so. He shall what? Cover us with his. And under his wings we shall take refuge. His truth shall be our shield and buckler. Watch this, verse 5. What does it say? We shall not. <laughs> Is Dave, did David ever express feeling fear? Have you read the Psalms? What is this an expression of? His faith. In other words, David was not irrational. He didn't run around going, there is no fear, there is no fear, there is no fear, there is no fear, there is no fear. Now, some people think this is faith. Uh, there is no, there's no such thing as cancer. No such thing as cancer. No such thing as it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's not real. That's not faith. That's denial. And the, de- sorry about that. The denial. Denial, spit came out and she went, (laughs) that's the dangers of being up here. So you got to, you know, (laughs) somebody buy me a mask, would you? (laughs) Last night we're at this volleyball game and this, I don't even know if this guy's safe, but the girls are running through, you know, giving each other high fives before and after the game. And there's some guy in the crowd making fun going, no, 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 not hands, elbows, elbows, elbows. <laughs> Germs, coronavirus, he's, I'm like, yes, this is awesome. I, we're walking into Costco the other day and hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, which I've used hand sanitizer. People are like, good. You know, you should wash your hands. Why are you not? (laughs) That's what I want to know. Why do we need to have a news announcement about that? (laughs) You will fuel fear if you yield to it. No, if you want to use hand sanitizer, I don't care if you break out hand sanitizer and wipe your whole shopping cart down. Just use your faith. Use your faith. And and, and I'm not, I don't think we should not be scared of something because of the statistics. I think we should not be afraid because of who our God is. But if you need help, read the statistics on coronavirus. Get the truth. The Lord spoke to me this morning when I was praying over this service and he said, Sean, what if the news was Psalms 91 every 30 minutes? <laughs> and you had people walking around going, and people would say, well, did you hear about, you know, whatever? Did you know there are 7 billion people on the planet? 
Did you know that every, I don't know what it is, I think it's every day there's just over 100,000 that die? Every day. Read the statistics on these things. Look, don't let fear into you. And people say, well, I've had it in me for years. I know you've got a path to where you can work away from it. And you have a God, if you'll put your trust in him, that will deliver you. And people say, well, I just want it to go away. Use your faith. Well, can't you just make it go away? I could give you temporary relief through my faith, but eventually you're going to have to stand up and use your faith to keep it out of your realm. Amen? You're going to have to. <laughs> elbows, elbows. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. No fear in the day or in the night. You see that? You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the what? Arrow that flies by day. Not even sudden alarm or dread will affect you. <laughs> it could be the fear of the dark. People say, I'm afraid of the dark. You don't have to be. The Lord's with you. The Lord's with you. How many have ever done this before? You've walked up the stairs in your house and you're going from like a basement or a dark area up the stairs and it feels like there's something behind you. I'm the only one. I think everybody in here has felt that. Years ago, when I was a kid, you know, I'd run up. And then I got started getting a hold of this. This was years and years ago. I started getting a hold of this. And you know what I would intentionally do? Slow down. Why? Because fear's not pushing me. Faith is leading me. Well, what if something happens? You're not scaring me with heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. Nor the arrow that flies by day. Verse 6. Nor the what? The pestilence. What is it again? The pestilence. Where does it walk in? Do you find that interesting? Notice the pestilence didn't come from the light. Came from the darkness. Ver, uh, in the Passion Translation, verse 6 says, Don't fear a thing, whether by night or by day. Demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launch against you. Say it with me. Say, the devil cannot trouble me. And people go, oh, but, but if you say that, what do you No, no, no. Go back and get in your shelter. And stay there. People say, but I've felt, I've felt fear. I've felt different things. I'm not denying what you felt. I'm denying it's right to stay with you. I'm not saying it's not real. It is real. The enemy is real. We know that. But what am I saying? What I'm saying is, the closer you fellowship with the Lord, the less the enemy has ability to influence your world. I'm not saying, he, I'm not saying he's going out of the world. I'm saying he doesn't have the ability to run you. You have the ability to run. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll. Nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday, so it could be pestilence, it could be destruction. Verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side. Well, that sounds rough. Doesn't it? It gets rougher in the next. And what? Ten thousand may at your what? 
So you got a thousand dead on one side and 10,000 dead on the other. And in the midst of that, what does David say? But it shall, but you never know what God's going to do. Do you think it would be fearful if there are uh, 11,001 people in a room and a thousand fall? Do you think fear would be there and a thousand fall on one side of you and 10,000 on the other and you're standing there? Do you think there'd be fear? But in the midst of that, what is the declaration from the secret place? It shall not. Bold, isn't it? How many are challenged by this? I'm reading it and I'm going, Lord, are you sure? He said, I said, I meant what I said. Okay. So then what's my response? Lord, I think I need to function at a higher level here. Come on. Is that true? Okay. (laughs) Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Verse 9. Because you have made the Lord who is your refuge, even the most high your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any come near your dwelling. I wonder what you could say about coronavirus. Come on, think about this. Go back to the Israelites in Egypt. What kept death out of their houses? I don't know about you, but I'm under the blood. Well, this changes things. It's it's different than what I thought. Uh huh. If the word of God is not different than what we've naturally thought, then we haven't heard from God. Because it's got to be different. It's got to be high above what you could ask or think. His thoughts have to be... I'm not saying they're not available to you. I'm saying that they better be outside the realm of what is just natural and what we know as common. Otherwise, how is it God? It's got to be at this place. And you say, well, how does this all work? It works by trusting the Lord and He moves. Amen? Now watch this. Watch this. He says, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you. I would turn this into a declaration if I was you. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You should say, you should say this, if I were to fall, angels grab me. Verse 13. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. What does that sound like? That sounds like Luke chapter 10 to me. (laughs) I give you power over all, authority and power over all the power of the enemy, right? He does. Amen? So he goes on to say this, verse 14. Because, this is the declaration to you from the Lord. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will, I will set him on Because he has known my name. Verse 15. He shall call upon me and you never know if I answer. People say, well, I asked the Lord something. He didn't answer me. I wouldn't go around saying he didn't answer. I would go around, I guess I haven't heard yet. Don't blame God. He's doing his part. Amen? (laughs) The Lord's answering me. Is he answering you? I get my answers. 
I do. I get my answers. Always. <laughs> I always get my answers to my prayers. I'm quoting scripture right now. People say, well, how could that be? Because we know that if we ask anything according to his will, we know he. And if we know he hears us, then we know we have the. (laughs) I'm his sheep. I know his voice and the voice of a stranger. I will not follow. Amen. Verse 15, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in what? Will he be with you in trouble? Are you in trouble? How many have trouble right now? So you need to say this, what? He's with me. He's with me. And then you need to say this, because the Lord said this to you. I will and, whoa, you love him? Then you can say, He's with me, he's delivering me, and he's going to honor me. And it it gets even better than that. Verse 16 with, I will satisfy him and show him or her my, the Lord's, salvation. See, you want to live real long here so that you can show to somebody else, his salvation. He will deliver you, honor you. He will hold you, keep you. He'll be with you. You know, some people, they do this. They have this idea about this scripture uh, as, far as, as far as him being with us in trouble. They, they, they only go that far in their belief of God. They go, well, I know I have trouble, but at least he's with me. It's not just that he's with you. It's that he's delivering you. It's that he's honoring you. It's that he's going to satisfy you. With what? Why put that at the end of all the plague, pestilence, destruction, a thousand, ten thousand? What is he declaring to you? Deliverance and victory and the goodness of God, right? And so out from out, from without, what do we see in all of these verses? What do we see in all of these uh, uh, declarations? We see there's a beginning point where David says, I was fellowshipping with the Lord. I was in a secret place with the Lord, which is what we're going to go into next, how you do that. And from that place of fellowship with my father, these radical declarations came out of me. Now, what most people think is, yeah, that's for some people. Or God has especially chosen this person to be. Or, I will say this, maybe the individual has close fellowship with the Father, and out of that close fellowship came these declarations. In other words, we have more to determine. We determine more of the level of experience that we have in the goodness of God than just God's will somewhere out there somewhere. 
That it has more to do with our intimacy with Him. When you are intimate with the Lord, I'll just put it to you like this. And this is what I see in Psalms 91. You get full of the spirit of faith. You don't get close to God and get more fearful. You don't get close to God and, and, and gain more bondages. You don't get close to God and end up more and more depressed. You don't get close to God and end up... Uh, uh, even in greater bondage by the enemy than you were before. People that get close to God get what? They get deliverance. Is it the call? Now, how many read the benefits and go, I like that. So just fall in line with the instruction. And where you don't understand... Don't develop a new doctrine out of confusion. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Fellowship with him. And let him minister to you out of his word and spirit. And you'll get your answers. And I guarantee you this. You can divide the line. You say divide the line. Yeah, there's a dividing line for the scriptures. Did you know that? For all time and eternity. It's John 10.10. Why does the enemy come? To steal, kill, and destroy. Why did Jesus come? To give. When you get close to God, what happens? Life. So you need to sit down and go, Lord, we're struggling here. Why? And then do not cut him off. Don't talk to me about that. He's going to talk to you about the thing that you don't want to hear about. How many know mature relationships do that? Well, it hurts my feelings. How many have realized that your feelings are not the most important thing on the planet? Okay. Would you stand with me, please? So are we going to walk in fear this week? Now... I want you to hear this very carefully. Very carefully. Listen to me closely. Pay attention. I did not say you wouldn't feel fear come. You're not going to yield to it. Amen? Many times people have fear that haunts them because they yield to it. You don't have to yield to it. Now... If truth and instruction comes and you hear it and you know it's right in your heart if it's the word of the Lord, but then you yield to your own reasoning, you're going to continue the enemy's ability to function in your life. And this is where people get into what I call panic spirituality. If somebody doesn't do something, when I know it sounds too simple... But in all reality, if you just learn to consistently resist, your soul, your emotion, the way you think, will literally begin to turn like a giant ship does. It'll be a little bit at a time, but eventually you'll go days and go, I'm not even aware that fear was around. You say, how do you know that? Personal experience. Personal experience. 
I used to get so nervous and worry about things. How, how many of you have experienced? It affected my digestive system. Have you ever experienced that? Now? No. Why? Because we dwell. And guess what? Most of the great deliverance that I've experienced in my life, and I think many people would say this, that have walked with the Lord for a long time, didn't come through a spectacular experience. It came through steady, steady, day in, day out, fellowship with my Father. Fellowship. I'm so grateful for the explosions of God. And I expect them. But steady Eddie. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. Lord, we honor you. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Just let him minister to you right now by his spirit. Don't get in too big of a hurry here. Because we're going to end up moving to this place where you learn how to sit and listen and practice listening, fellowship with the Lord. One of the significant things that's going to have to change for many is the, the cutout of the busyness. I just know this, that the Lord is going to begin to deal with people about their busyness. About, um, well, I'll just put it to you like this. The scripture says, they that wait upon the Lord. And many in our day cannot even sit down and hold their mind in one pattern of thought. Because they've got so many things going on. So many distractions. Social media world. Those things aren't necessarily wrong as long as they are in their place. I know this, for a few, this isn't for everybody, but I, I sense this in my heart that you, you're, you're given more to prayer and the Lord has given you that place and He's given you, uh, He has a place for you there that's a secret place for you. Everybody can pray and everybody has a place, but this is somebody who's given a little more to it. And He's actually talked to you about being more consistent in that. And you have struggles and you have things going on that are bothering you. And you've been asking him about the answer. And the answer will come when you make the adjustments to do what he's asked you to do in the prayer side. Now, I can't tell you how to structure your life. And I would never presume to. There are some general principles that are in the word that can be followed. If you're not making any time at all. Or taking any time at all with the Lord in a, in a secluded, quiet, prayer closet type setting. Then I can guarantee you, you're missing things. But to function and to make declarations that we see David made in Psalms 91. There has to be an intimacy with the Lord. I'll put it like this. A confidence in your relationship with Him. And, and I just know that the Lord has that place and that it's for all of us. And we need to not only set aside natural distractions that we choose, but you need to set aside in your thinking. 
It's not that you're abandoning these things, but you need to set aside the turmoil that the enemy's trying to do too. Don't get so wrapped up in the battle that you don't take time in the planning room. Take time with the Lord. Remember, He's protecting you. He's keeping you. And I would say this by the Spirit of the Lord. Do not fear. Only believe. Come on, think. The scripture we started out with. Luke, or uh, I think it was Luke 12. Fear not, little flock. For it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Lord, I just pray for your church right now. Lord, fill them with your spirit. Overflow them with your presence and your peace right now, Lord. Lord, cause that filling up to take place inside them. And as it does, Lord, I thank you that it overflows out of their lives. Lord, we purpose to not allow the enemy to put holes in our vessel to where we leak. Lord, we keep full. We spend time with you. We are your disciples. We are your soldiers. And thank you, Father, that we can declare boldly with David, Father, we are under a better covenant with better promises. And as we grow and mature in you, we know that radical things will come out of our mouths as we fellowship with you and manifest in our lives for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, amen. We'll see you Wednesday night. If you need prayer for anything, uh, Rick and Luann will be here and we'll be here as well. Please come. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.